Hello. Welcome back to another episode of It's for the Table. How are we doing, ladies? We're good. Liz, are you here? (laughs) (laughs) Liz, good. Liz, you here? Are you present? Yeah, you know I hate intros. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait until we can record in person again. I know. It's much more organic. So, (laughs) welcome back to another episode of It's for the Table. If you haven't listened to us before, um, we are the women of It's for the Table. And we want to bring a little bit of something for everyone that's right to the table we're here to share our experiences as authentically as we would at a sunday brunch together unafraid to shine a light on topics otherwise kept in the dark we're unapologetic a little bit messy and ready to own our stories take an hour take off your bra if you're wearing one drink your wine and let's be heard together And if you missed last week's episode, episode 10, we spoke about ghost stories. So we had our first male special guest, my very own Jeff, husband, love him. Um, He did a great job and we talked about a lot of ghost stories that we experienced, supernatural stuff, um, and gave our favorite um, movie recommendations on horror. So, Which apparently are like horror light, so if you are (laughs) a C2, they're perfect. You'll enjoy them. (laughs) Um, if you haven't already done so, please check us out on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook right now, but our handles for Instagram and Twitter are at It's For The Table, and then we have our own Facebook page. I probably invited you to like it if you're my Facebook friend. <laughs> if you're one of the 8,000. How many people was it? <laughs> it was 1,600, but then I did a purge. <laughs> we love a good purge. Oh my God, we're on Facebook. This is our first episode on Facebook. I know. So we're about to dive into episode 11. Um, this is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes because I am so passionate about this topic. If you listen to the first episode we ever recorded, you would hear that I am very open about how much I masturbate. So this <laughs> in this episode, we're going to be talking about everything that's kind of like quote unquote taboo, um, people talking about sex, uh, masturbating, coming up from a Christian background, um, the shame of it all. So... This episode is called That's What She Should Have Said. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Who came up with it? I did. <laughs> <laughs> no credit longer. <laughs> Strikes again. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's what she said, but that's what she should have said. Yeah. Ooh, is that, that sounds like a episode title if I've ever heard one. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. All right, so um, when, when we were discussing this topic, I think it, it was really funny because we all, I don't think I knew this when we spoke about it, but we all realized that we all went to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the topic of sex comes up and you immediately realize who in the room went to Catholic school <laughs> and for how long, like how badly are they repressed? Did they get all the way to the 12th grade? Or did they get out in the middle school? Like, so <laughs> I'm actually the only one I went. To, so I did Catholic school from pre-K all the way through high school. And then I went to a Catholic college. But luckily, I lived in a household that let me watch MTV and Desperate Housewives. So I, <laughs> I still got, it's not like I was repressed in every area of my life. <laughs> but that's, it's just funny because like, I think even when we started talking about this topic as um, a potential episode, it was like, you're just always kind of on edge because it's like ingrained in your mind from yeah. such a young age that like, if you had sex, you went to hell. Yeah. Premarital sex. Like, like we, so we all went to Catholic school. We all had the, 
I don't even remember what they were called, but we had the people who come in and you got your like badge of honor, the I'm worth waiting for sticker. Mm -hmm. And like, you were taught that like abstinence was safe sex. Like, you you know what I mean? Like there was no, like, if you're having sex, this is how you need to take care of yourself and like what you need to be cognizant of. And like, this is like how you should understand it. It was like, just don't. Just don't. (laughs) Which is like how the Catholic school fucked up because- it's like the more the more you talk about what you can't have, right? It's like, oh, I'm gonna do that anyways. Yeah, but and it's also natural. No, yeah, for yeah sure. you got like like fucking horny teenagers running around. <laughs> like we were all sixteen. Like, like we, you know what's going on right. inside of you. Like, but like we never. But what I'm saying is like we were never taught to like understand what a condom was or like what birth control was, like any of that stuff. Birth control is taught to I am still. So afraid that birth control is going to, I'm not kidding, ravage my reproductive system. I know. Because Catholic school taught me that, like, it was so dangerous to take. It would, like, make me infertile. It was, like, all of these awful, awful things. And I was, like, listening to it from these nuns who obviously were not on birth control. (laughs) Like, clearly. (laughs) How do they know what's going on? Uh, birth control does have, obviously, have a lot of bad side effects. It affects everybody differently. But then you just find the right um prescription for you like you like you know what I mean like there's so many different kinds of birth control like it, it, it's not as bad as what everybody makes it seem to be I like a doctor probably knows more about it than you know probably I, sister, I, I, I would say so whoever like yeah <laughs> it just feels like maybe I got kind of like the shit under the stick in that education but like to this day I'm 25 like I'm going to be 25 years old and I still am like yo if I take birth control, am I going to be able to have kids? <laughs> I know. Well, I, I actually had to sneak around and get birth control when I was, I think I was 16, maybe 15 or 16. I had to like sneak away to Planned Parenthood. It was like an hour away. Like I knew I was like, I know I needed it and I wanted uh-huh. to be on it. Yeah. But I felt so uncomfortable talking about it with anybody because of how right. bad I felt for even wanting to be on it. I've also yeah. like how you were raised though. Like when, like with Catholic school, knowing that, if you needed to be on birth control or wanted to be on birth control is because you wanted to partake in sex or you were sexual and that was a sin and that you were going to hell and that you needed to pray the rosary because of that. Like it, like the triggering line of of all of that is just so, it's crazy. G-spots so exist for a reason. G-spots are in your fucking vagina <laughs> and they're in your ass. Sorry, like they do. So we're on a podcast, but I listened to a podcast about the G-spot. It was like, I listened to Science Versus which like I loved. And remember we did the juice cleanse and then I listened yes. to that episode yeah, of the yeah. podcast where it was like juice cleanse don't work. Science so, always wins. <laughs> so there's like a there's an episode on the G spot. Um we'll have to like send it out because like it exists. It's a real thing. I know. I can't ignore it. <laughs> and it's if you, if you won't believe us, listen to the scientists. <laughs> Wait, but how so how were you guys taught about abstinence at school? Like, was it by a nun? Like, was it like one course? Was it? So uh, we didn't have sex ed in my grade school or high school. Um, it was kind of just um, religion classes. And every time like the subject of like sex came up in grade school, it was like kind of shut down, like be abstinent, like that you're not a child of God or whatever they said yeah. then. Um, in, in high school, obviously they got a little bit more, um, kind of comfortable with expressing how they truly feel about sex and like they especially in high school when you're a bunch like puberty hits like you just want to 
have sex. Um, I got into a fight um, in, with my theology teacher because, like, at that time, I was like, I, I was seventeen. I experienced sex. Um, I experienced masturbating. Like, so when she was in front of the classroom saying that the only way that you should one get married was to have was to have sex with your husband to please him and to have children. And at that time, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm not wrong for wanting to have sex, and I'm not wrong for feeling good when I have it. You know what I mean? So it just, yeah. And I also at that time too, I still feel this way. I never, I don't want to have kids, and I, I don't obviously never say never. But I'm like, you can't tell me that the only way I'm allowed to do this is if I want to create children. Right. For sure. Also, I love the trend of like us continuing to talk about how you how like we get fight with teachers when we were younger. <laughs> like like I, I mean I've I have i have never had that experience. I don't think I've ever fought with a teacher. But I don't I don't think she's a nun anymore. I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't she's not know. a nut. She's not a nun. Wait, she's probably wait, figured she's out that on, wait, she's on Facebook talking about sex in every single status. And I'd be like, so much so I love you know, your Facebook friends with your nun, and I feel like I do know who it was because you do, I didn't even you do. go to your I didn't even go to your school, and I heard about this person yeah, all of the time. But yeah, it was her. Um, she was very adamant about how bad sex was and how you shouldn't want to have it. It was like so, like, and I guess like they hired people like this. It was like so part of the the culture in the mm-hmm. school that I went to for high school that like abstinence and everything. Like even like our theology teachers, like weren't like on the sly like wink wink nod nod it's cool if you guys are fucking like everyone was like no like literally like every every, like i i don't think i had a single positive like sex positive teacher no no and then by the time college runs around like no one's talking to you about it anymore right right you know i went i didn't go to catholic college i went to like a public school so like a state school they they were like this is where the free clinics are. Yeah. Like that was the, talk, that was the extent of that talk. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't even think they told us, I think we had to Google it. Like <laughs> nobody yeah. told us about it. Like I just don't get it. I had a, a theology teacher in high school that was just so crazy. It was actually insane how crazy she was. I remember, I, Oh my God, I have so many stories, but I remember one time um, having like, I always used to get the dollar store notebooks so like okay. I got the ones that had like all the Disney characters on it. Yes. And I remember the one that I dedicated for her theology class was the little mermaid. She took the notebook right off of my desk and threw it in the trash can because the little mermaid was wearing a bikini top. <gasps> she was so triggered by that. And she was like, this promotes, um, this promotes like sexuality, like blah, blah, blah. Like, like women should be covered. Like, like, like just a bunch of shit. And I was like, Oh my God. Also like I'm what? 16, 17 at the time sitting in like a high school classroom, watching a teacher like come at me for, a cartoon a children's like a children's it was yo notebook. it was wild but this woman was crazy like she would a bunch of our classes was mainly about like talking about absence and stuff like that but she took it to like a whole nother level mm-hmm. i don't know if your guys teachers ever did this but she would show us um she would show us videos of how abortions happen <gasps> like like we we had to oh, see no. yeah not kidding she would show us how abortions happen and like it was it was to like scare us of like if you have sex and you actually accidentally get pregnant like this is what happens like you're going to kill a baby all this shit she was wild also she had a daughter that wasn't allowed to oh my god i can't believe i'm remembering all this but she she had a daughter and she was so just so brainwashed into all these beliefs and, and, and everything that she, like, she wouldn't eat at, 
she would never go to like something like IHOP or some kind of supermarket, any places that supported um, pro-choice. So anything that was against pro, yeah, she, her daughter was never, her daughter was never allowed to watch any Disney shows, was never allowed to visit Disney and never associate anything with Disney because they were also pro-choice. Like it was just like, she took it to like a whole nother level, but she would like proudly talk about this in class to all of us young kids. And it was like, Oh, like is this forcing her you're... opinion on you. Right. Yeah. It yeah. was wild. It was wild. And now that I think about it, I'm like, I like, I don't think showing how an abortion happens at 16 is like healthy. I, I think young it's, minds. And it's crazy that they chose to show that versus just talking about sex in a healthy manner. Like it just like to just automatically jump to that is such an extreme, right? Like the, this, these are the consequences, yes, of, not, like the potential consequences of having sex, not like, here's how you could have sex in a right. safe way and, and, and where you're it, avoiding yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Gab, you actually bring up that story just sparked a memory of mine. I remember I was in grade school and I actually got sent down to the principal's office during dress down day. I think I had to be in like fifth or sixth grade. I wore, and I, and I, I remember this specifically. I wore <laughs> jeans and I kept going back and forth on my, what shirt I should wear to school. Like it was like dress down day was like a big deal, you know? Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> so I remember like even asking my mom the night, my mom and my dad the night before, it was like a Snoopy halter top. I had a picture of Snoopy fucking, where's Charlie Brown? That was from. Yeah. And then it was, or it was like between like a striped red, um, like t-shirt but I went with the Snoopy Holler top because it was blue and so fucking cute so I got sent down to the principal's office before school even started I guess they saw me in the schoolyard waiting in line and they told me that I either had to go home or my parents had to bring me up a different shirt that wasn't a halter <gasps> top because it was inappropriate to show my shoulders oh my and but also I, like here here's the thing like how like like who who in that school couldn't control themselves right by looking at like, <laughs> like I did, a I young girl with her shoulders. Exactly, but I thought I was wrong. Like I, like, I was crying in the principal's office. Like, let's flip the switch here. It's actually the like, the the fucking pedophiles that existed at your school that couldn't handle seeing your shoulders. My shoulders, and it wasn't like a it wasn't like a backless top. Right. You know I mean, like, I mean that's uh, you're like you're eleven. Yeah, it's not that hot. But also that's the same thing with like rape culture nowadays. Like it's like, oh, she asked for it. No, you just couldn't control yourself. You're just my shoulders. A fucking rapist. You're the bad person here. Yeah. I like, also I have well, I have I have some stories about dress code because I just think it's so fucked up. I uh, they didn't give me but, but dress code is, is dives into this because it's like what what you wear and how you look and how and we talked about this before in our body image episode about like our figures at a young age, like it was sexualized. I know, but even so in high school I went to soft the sophomore dance by myself, by myself to a soft hop. Like, I, like, it's not like I was dancing with anybody. It was literally by myself. So naturally, I got pictures by myself. Like, I paid to have a picture taken professionally of myself. I you know, I love that. that. Wait, I, I loved I, my principal withheld my pictures from me for, like, a <gasps> long time because my, because my dress was too short. Jesus Christ. Oh, there were so many prom dress guidelines at mm-hmm. my school. It was crazy. You didn't, you didn't earn the privilege of wearing a strapless dress uh-huh. until senior year. Yeah, <laughs> like what? I'm Where sorry. Where did that come from? I don't know. Like I was so like buying buying a prom dress was so stressful to begin mm-hmm. with because like it's so stressful because you're like it, it has to be perfect. But like then I was like 
but this is too low cut or this is cut out in it and right, I can't right, wear right. that and this, that, and everything. And, and I was especially like, with your boobs. And then like, oh you my God. Get, and they weren't and even that big back then. you get so then. anxious. You get so anxious at a young age that you're like, you're like already going through like these body deformity, uh, what is it called? Dysmorphia. Uh, uh, dysmorphia and like, and just this like, anxiety about what you should look like and 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 what you should be like it's just so sad I think that I got I think I got into I went to an all-girls school and I think that there was like a ban on yoga pants there was who was there that was. for wait there, there was right like what who couldn't oh see my God. other women and be respectful in yoga pants like I get it like butts look great like yoga can <laughs> make the ass look fantastic. Like we all know it, but like that's fine. Like take a peek, but don't fucking it's say anything about so it. Great. Who needed to not have our also, also girl like, asses looking popping? Con- control yourself. Wait, our high school was so crazy that did so you go when, to public high school? Catholic. Was it all girls? Or but all she guys? knows she had boys. Oh you no, know, I had. So I had boys, but okay. Ooh, she had boys. I had boys. Wait, <laughs> they did they did this thing where before our freshman year of high school, um, they decided to switch and have all the girls and guys wear pants, like khakis. So like, <laughs> for freshman year and sophomore year, they tested this out and were like, let's just help not sexualize the young women and have them roll their skirts up. Let's just all let's give them all khakis. So they they made us like my school uniform was khakis, but like, like we're smart. Like every all the girls went you get and the got jeggings. Like, the yeah, like the dickies, like khakis, <laughs> and everybody came in with like bell bottoms and shit, like like <laughs> hugging dickies. Like their butts looked good. Like, and then of course, like once junior year came, they're like, all right, that didn't work. Everybody gets uh dressed or skirts, skirts again. again. Yeah. But it was like they had like that's how hard they tried that they were like let's just give the girl yeah let's just give the girl pants focus on what the girl should be wearing as opposed to teaching guys how to fucking look and respect women isn't that wild it really is your dress codes like send me i I, and i they trigger me they do like an all-girls catholic school where i wore a uniform every day like my my sisters went to public school and it was like the one of the biggest issues they had with their experience at that school, which they like really, really loved and had a wonderful experience at otherwise was dress code. Like the women got dress code and like, we're being pulled out of class and take like education, their yeah. time being taken away from the education. Like they're being put at severe disadvantage to the point where like they were told like they would have to leave school or they had mm-hmm. to like find something to wear. So they're like walking around like, does anyone have a hoodie like that I could but, pop like, on? How, how embarrassing. It's oh it God, so yeah. embarrassing. It's awful. Yeah, I remember in grade school we had this this our math teacher, Sister Thomas Ann. She would walk around the class before math class would start and look at all the girls. And if she thought that your skirt was rolled, she would make you stand up and she would lift your shirt up in front of the entire class to make sure that it wasn't rolled in front of boys. If I want to roll up my skirt, I'm going to roll up my motherfucking (laughs) skirt. But also like, but also like. They weren't rolled. Like some of them just weren't rolled. That was just like the length. Like so, so, so. Oh, we rolled ours. Like that was well. <laughs> like I had my mom hem mine. But also, like, but like, I don't know. Like I, like my thighs are, are were thicker than a lot of the other girls in my grade, and it just looked shorter because I just had, I had something to hold up. it up. Yeah. Right, and it's like, but that was like the thing. Like they just would walk around and they would lift your shirt. 
and also that's like embarrassing they would literally lift your shirt so disrespectful and all everybody in the class would look that's like so how triggering is that it's so inappropriate like that's worse than like saying like hey you're hey real quick your skirt is like a little bit over your knees like let's you got to go to the principal's office like what I have to but learn also about just as inappropriate because yeah, like now you don't get to go to class. Like, how are you like, going to know what a squared plus b squared equals? Because you had to go to the. How are you going to survive if you don't find that out? You don't know the Pythagorean theorem. You're fucked. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like obviously, our Catholic upbringing really affected the way that we view our bodies, how we sexualize ourselves, how we were viewed as sexual beings from a young age, and like what was going on. Um, but like, it, it probably was the, the biggest influencer on me because my family also was like Catholic and they yeah. didn't talk about shit either. No, so like, no, one, no. no one was teaching me at home what was going on either. Right. Like I was watching Law and Order SVU. Mm. Yeah. Like my, <laughs> I learned how I learned what masturbation meant. Mind you, I was like, I guess like old enough. I don't know. Someone probably should have told me, but I was watching SVU at my aunt and uncle's house and I was like. Mast- he's masturbating what is masturbating my uncle was straight up i'm not kidding bless his heart stood the fuck up and walked out of the room my aunt, my aunt was like ah but like my friend was there and she bless her heart told me she was a little older than me but like i won't say his name but uncle stood up and <laughs> eat it like eat it that's so. cool. That's why I bring up Desperate Housewives when I used to watch it, because it literally, like, it sparked something in me, and I was so obsessed with it, like, nobody talked about it. It was so scandalous and so mm-hmm. sexy. But, it, you know, speaking of masturbation, I actually want to challenge us to come up with a different term for masturbation for women, because I think right now, whenever you say masturbation, all you picture is a guy jerking his dick. It is never <laughs> about women playing with themselves. And, like, no, you're not wrong. Under. You're not wrong. It sounds also, dirty. You, you know what? Uh, you know what's another word that's kind of like, I guess, would be dirty or triggering. What what I experience is like your your period, because like because like I I think because of of how Catholic school was for me. Like when I got my period, I didn't tell my parents for like a week, because it was like you know what I mean. Like it's connect. Like your period is connected to like becoming a woman and mm-hmm. like adulthood and procreation like forbid like like i did not talk about my period for a week like i i didn't even know what a pad was i think i went one one of my first sleepovers after that i learned how to put a tampon in from my friend same oh i learned i learned about tampons from friends not from family members your friend wasn't helping you put in your tampon you weren't friends they weren't like if they weren't sitting in the bathtub with the curtain drawn as you like just (laughs) around down there A mirror under you. You're just like it's like the first time you've really looked into the eyes of your pussy. You're like, what the fuck is that? The eyes of the pussy. <laughs> but also, like, you wanted to use a tampon because you just felt like cool and older. Like, I wanted to swim. I just I I, I wore a diaper into the pool once, and it like balloons up because no one taught me how to use a tampon. But I was like a water. T- like, I liked being in the ocean. I liked being in the pool. So like, I was and I was young when I got my period. So I was like, I, no, other girls didn't have it yet. So it wasn't like yeah. necessarily like a like a oh we're all in this together thing. We're not going to go in the ocean. It was like, I'm going in the ocean. Fuck you and your bleeding pussy. And I was like, I'm going too. Fuck them mm-hmm. sharks. They're going to come get this pad. And I looked like I had a baby diaper on. Ew. I just did it anyway. I just I did know. it anyway. But then eventually I, I mastered the tampon. I jumped up and down when I got my period because I'm like, yes. 
like womanhood, but I didn't feel any different. Nothing changes. People oh, I love, I love that you cramps. felt that way though. Yeah, I was, so, that was like kind of the last, I, I got it in fifth grade, I think, and we were at a dance and it was like 8 p.m. <gasps> at night and I was got so, a dance? yeah, so I was so happy. <laughs> oh my God. So happy. I didn't love it. I, and my mom will kill me for saying this. I got my period and I called my mom to ask where the pads were and she thought I was calling about my math homework and she was at a meeting. <laughs> This is you so. Want, this wait, is, like a notebook pad. This is, well, no, she thought I had. I, I maybe I called her a couple times about my math homework, and she was like at a meeting. So I, she answers the phone. She starts immediately screaming at me, like picks up the phone, and she just immediately goes in. And I'm like, I like wait for her to get it out, and then I was like, I was just gonna ask where the pads are. I got my period. I'm the I'm the oldest daughter. Oh my gosh. So she was like. <gasps> And I was like, nah, no biggie. I'll ask daddy. And I hung up the phone. I opened my bathroom door. I yelled to my father, yo, where are the pads? And then pack of pads hits the wall at the top of the steps. And I was like, thanks, brother. And that was my period talk. (laughs) The pads smacking against the wall at the top of my steps. (laughs) That was the period talk for me. That's very on brand for the Schwab family. It actually, I think, probably explains our dynamic. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That a hundred, that a hundred thousand percent <laughs> makes complete sense. <laughs> uh, I still remember the thwacking sound. But but along with the with along with the period talk, like I never had any talk about sex, about no. sex, not even about like liking boys. Also, my parents were foreign, so like in their eyes, like dating was like, nah, you don't date, you just get married. Mm. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. But that's got to be so hard. Yeah. Yeah, like, they were just because you wanted like, to date. I remember one time I got grounded for almost a month because I went. I I told my dad to drop me off at a friend's house to go hang out with a girl, but it wasn't a girl; it was a guy. And then my phone died, and they were trying to get a hold of me, and I didn't even realize that my cell phone was dead. Like my yeah. stupid little like brick Nokia, yeah, that <laughs> that was like five pounds, and they ended up calling a bunch of my friends trying to get the number of the quote-unquote friend that I was seeing and then they they like put two and two together that I wasn't at any of their houses and it was just really bad and like I honestly didn't mind being grounded for a month I just didn't want to have the conversation about like I was going to see a boy and then like that night I got on a phone with my girlfriend and I was like oh my god I made out yeah, like right, like oh my god, I made out for the first time. Like how was it? The door like, just wasn't open for you to talk to. Like I, I never yeah. felt comfortable. It was wild. It was so so crazy that like that was never like that was never a conversation or a topic. Also, I think it, it has it also has to do with me being the oldest because watching my little sister grow up, like she has a really really good relationship with my mom, where they are able to talk about like relationships and like just anything, right? That's like normal. And like, I just don't have that with her. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's because a lot of it, I just, didn't, I wasn't exposed to being able to feel comfortable to talk about those topics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the messaging from school is like, don't. And then the, the atmosphere at home is like, don't bring it up. Right. And then you're just yeah. like, so I have to sneak out because I need to do this. I need to go make out with this boy. Right. It's the only, it's the only way right. that I will survive. Because <laughs> you're 16 and that's all yeah. you think about. That's all that matters. Yes, and My that's mom. all I did. That's all I did. I would sneak out almost like every night to go meet up with boys. I love that. I love teen Gabby. But like, but like sometimes it was just to like hang out with boys, but like, but like the thought of like boys being friends was like not okay for my dad. It was like, no, that's mm. not happening. 
So it's like, all right, I'm just going to sneak out then. <laughs> Fuck you. But I had to be really careful because my, my dad has an alarm system. So I would I would crack the window. So every time you open a door, it's like beep, beep, beep. So in the middle of the day, I would keep either my window cracked a little bit or I would go to the basement and like open the sliding glass door. So it was already kind of open. So it wouldn't beep. I had it down to like a I'm sign. scared to have children. Like you were so smart. But also yeah, like snuck out. you got to talk I, to them though. Like I wouldn't have done that. I would have been like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to Adam's house for for a couple hours to hang out. Oh, I'm going on a date with this guy to the movies. Also, I'm 16. What am I gonna do? You know what a I mean? Lot. I mean, yeah. 16 year olds do a lot. <laughs> but like, I I wish I could have been able to just be like, hey, this is what I'm doing yeah. instead of like literally making a national treasure plan. Like to get out of the house, you hang like, out with boys. Sometimes I was like, yo, I'm I'm all right. I just got a Nicholas Cage's shit and just come. <laughs> some master plan of how I'm going to go hang out with a boy tonight. I actually think not only was that instilled in us that we couldn't talk about it, but I also think it was probably instilled yeah. in our parents. Like my mom is a very open person. Like I, like she never grounded me. She never double, like had to double check my homework. Like she kind of like let me always do me, but I, I think it was in her that it's like, don't ask, don't talk about it. And for me, I was like, I can never talk about it. My mom brought up sex one time to me and it was in, I was like junior year in high school and I just got my wisdom teeth out and I had all four of them out and it was, it was so bad. I thought I was like on my deathbed, honestly, but I, <laughs> I had to take, I had to take certain kind of like really high prescription um, antibiotics. I think it was. And when you are on birth control, which I didn't even know she knew I was on. So she, I, she knew I was on birth control. However, moms know. And then she knew that she was giving me, these antibiotics for my wisdom teeth so she just like i'm in the basement and i'm like literally on my deathbed i'm bleeding out of my mouth it's so awful she walks up and but right before she's about to like make her way upstairs she goes by the way you have to use extra protection if you're on this medication and i was like what are you talking about mom and she's just extra birth control does not work when you are i'm like get out get out get, get out, out get out of my room get out <laughs> talk was just like i like to me wild. right now it's so weird talk about it like even as an adult like i brought my mom out to dinner like recently for a birthday and like i try and like talk to her about it and it just it's so funny because all this stuff like there's so much i don't know about her that like i think i do and there's so much that she doesn't know about me so it's just like but i again i think that was from me thinking i couldn't talk to her and from her her upbringing of Catholic school as well, thinking that she yeah. couldn't talk to me about it. Um, I have like a similar thing with Gab and her sister where I'm the oldest and like my sisters are more willing to talk about one most things in life. Cause they have no, like, I, I feel like at this point they like <laughs> are just in it for like the, like they just want to scrap like all the time. <laughs> um, but they would like ask my parents questions like about, their relationship and about like how they met and like about what and like also my grandparents where it's like they know things about my mom and I'm like oh my mom said that and uh, yeah and I'm like how did you find that out and my sisters are like oh like we asked and I was like huh I yeah. never thought about that so like I'm I like fought my parents because I'm like no one ever taught me like what safe sex was or like what even sex was or like any of it but like also I could have been like hey what's going on down there yeah. But like, I never would have. I never would have. Me either. I mean, it's I didn't. Not, no. My my sex talk came in school because my, um, and I say sex talk loosely, because my mom was our seventh grade science teacher. Mm -hmm. And seventh grade science was when you learned about, like, reproduction. 
So yeah, I sat in a class full of 30 students while, while my mother explained vaginas and penises to a bunch of preteens and then um, showed us the miracle of life in which you watch oh. a 70s bush birth yes. like crowning like you it look at like so a woman's big. crowning yeah it's crazy it is so big it's crazy and like that was more or less the talk for me but also for 90 percent of the neighborhood I grew up in so that was fun walking around oh after gosh. that day of class knowing and it also was like my mom did it for like the three years like my brother my cousin and I all Ooh. got the same class from my mom or their aunt and I was like this is damaging, probably. <laughs> this is going to come up later. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, but, like, it's it's just, like, oh, you know what else that I thought about um, is that, like, it was really hard for us, obviously, with Catholic school and, like, having to, like, just suppress our sexuality and, like, what we were into or just, like, that we were growing women. But then I think about, like, people of the LGBTQ community that went to Catholic school. So like, Oh my God, it's compounded. It's like double down. Right. Like one of my best friends, um, Tom, who's like, I look up to him so much and he's an incredible human being. Um, and he, he worked for like, he's a writer and he wrote an essay about, um, just like coming out and things like that. And I remember reading it and this was like a while ago. He, he did it, I think in college, but just reading about like his perspective on high school. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I did, I, you just have no idea. Like not only was he not allowed to like talk about sex, but also like, you're definitely not allowed to talk about who right. you're into. You can't talk right. about sex or your sexuality. And right. that's every part of it is right. Wrong. And that's yeah. that's horrifying. That's horrifying. That's like so that's so sad to know that too, that even to this day they are there are, you know, um Catholic high schools and organizations or whatever, churches, whatever you want to fucking call it, that like still denounce the existence of like the LGBTQ community and how what I Carl? don't think there were any I'm trying to think back to high school. If there were any women who because I went to an all-girls school who uh-huh. were out about their sexuality it was out to your classmates but not like you know what I mean it was not to the teachers yeah and it was like yeah. you might have been like teachers might have been I think girls who I went to high school dated each other yeah so, but like even like I didn't I didn't know because everyone was like so secretive about it like I can't because I had I mean I struggled through high school because I was like yeah. so like confused about what like the expectations were like there was the word virginity was thrown around a ton in Catholic school. And I was yeah. like, what even is that? Like, is it made up? And then also like, I can't even imagine struggling with understanding who you are amidst all of that um, confusion as well. Like that's, I yeah. not that my high school backed it, but I think a lot more girls were willing to be open at my certain high school. Like everybody, like that's kind of just, everybody went like balls to the wall, experimented, were bisexual, realized they were lesbian. Like it was just really? very, yeah, it was, it was very open. Like girls, even um, there used to be, I don't know how true this was because nobody ever like tried anything on me, but it was like kind of a <laughs> game where like seniors would try and like kind of mess with the freshmen and like to see like who was like curious enough to like, get with girls like the girl like my high school was like very girl open wait but did you go to an all-girls school too yes I did. yeah oh maybe that's Carl, what it was for me I, yeah because in my in my high school like we had bullies like we had assholes 
like people that would like your typical like big jock douchebag that would just ruin somebody's life because they could and I think a lot of people just didn't I mean I know I I don't want to speak for them but I know like my friends that that didn't come out in high school probably didn't because they one fucking catholic school brainwashed them but also there's a Mm -hmm. bunch of douchebags that just would ruin their lives and that's so sad so sad yeah my kids won't be going to catholic school sorry absolutely not absolutely not yeah sorry mom mom not happening she's gonna take my kids she said and baptize them secretly which like (laughs) whatever do you patsy (laughs) but i'm not gonna um oh Yo, oh god, school, man. This, cool. this is this episode is about sex or right. Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think along with that is also the topic of like virginity. And I think people have a very different um perspective on what virginity means. Um, my perspective is that it's fucking made up and it's a yeah. patriarchal tool to oppress women. Just like, the fact ooh, that like something... your virginity, it's getting taken from you. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Get your paws yes. off my virginity. That you get your paws <laughs> off my virginity. If, the, if they're worthy enough. Like, it's just like, and then it makes you think about your worth. Like, you're like, oh, I can't want to have sex with this person. Like, my virginity is at stake here. And it's, it's like, at what? stake. It, he needs to be worth it. Like, I'm worth waiting for. He needs to be worth my virginity. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel now. 16-year-old <laughs> me felt super differently. But, like, I wish that I could go back in time and have this mentality. I know. Um, I would have been having a lot more fun. <laughs> but also you see like you see weird cre- it's it's usually like creepy fucking men who like like remember that story about the guy who paid like I don't know how many million dollars yeah, for, for this identity. Yeah, it's, it's a for some like, construct. It's it, it, but like but like the fact that like virgin like somebody's virginity had to be sexualized where it's like ooh like right. that turns me on I'm going to take it from you like that like ew ew also, like talk about how like in in I mean, I'm sure it's still actually terminology that's used now, but like when a woman is ruined, like when they have sex mm-hmm. before marriage and they're ruined, like you're not oh, ruined, like, girl. Yeah. You're like, not. No, nothing's wrong. You're fine. Everything's okay. Ugh. Get an STD check, but like you're good. <laughs> wait, I found out. Wait, wait. I found out about what your virginity was from. Um, oh my God, this is so funny. The, the One of the Ace Ventura movies. Where oh like pet detective? <laughs> yes, you fucking would. With Jim Carrey. Well, because it was not. I, I I had no idea. Right, you don't learn about it. But I learned about it because apparently Ace Ventura was visiting this like remote tribe, and the princess was like, to like she was being prepared to like be wed and given away to like one of the tribe guys there. And apparently Jim Carrey sleeps with her and nobody knows until the end of the movie when they're having the wedding, the tribe guy and the princess. And then they come out and they say that she's not a virgin because the sheets weren't bloody. <gasps> and then also, all the, hmm. but like, do you know what I mean, though? And then like, I remember being like, where's the science like, there? Yeah, like you can spend sure. Where's the science? <laughs> there? Not to carry in other aspects of. I know. You know what's that's that's so funny because I don't I was uh, weirdly obsessed with Twilight like when I say obsessed I was obsessed with Edward Cullen and so my much. mom I wanted like I just loved him and I loved the whole like I hit that he chose Bella and that they were like kind of meant for each other but whenever <laughs> that came out I used to I would like picture like me being Bella kind of and then I realized that Edward Cullen wouldn't want me because I wasn't a virgin because <gasps> I yo. Felt- 
Isn't that fun? He was kind of a dickhead. Yeah. And it's like Bella was never with anybody. She's never had a boyfriend. Like she's never even kissed anybody. You know what I mean? So like, I think that's one of the reasons why he like honed in on her. And I'm like, he wouldn't want me. Oh, Edward Cullen was a predator. I'm ruined. He, you were ruined. (laughs) He actually was a predator. He used to watch her sleep. And in my, I read it when I was in like the seventh and eighth grade. He's also 187 years old. Like, can we talk about that? (laughs) It's disturbing. It's disturbing. Like hindsight is 2020 and I too was obsessed. I loved him. Fully. I used to put the books inside and this is like weirdly um, pertinent to this conversation. I would put the book inside of my religion textbook in grade school (laughs) and I would, I could read, I could like read during class and not get caught. It was like my best skill probably as a child. And I would read fucking Twilight while during during religion. Mrs. Novak was teaching me about religion class, and then like she would like ask a question. I have like I think because I'm like like partially traumatized by my experience. You can ask my sisters. Weird amount of religious knowledge. Like I know like weird stuff about the Bible. I know like a lot of like I just know just in case. Like just in case. And like she would ask a question, and I would always know the answer because I think they suspected it. But yeah. I also was just like, don't try to stop me from reading Twilight. It'll never work. <laughs> I will never put this book down until the day I die. Oh my God. I read it like eight times. Oh my God. My brother got yeah, around it and read them all. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Honestly, that sounds like for months that's, and read them all. That sounds like a great time. What a great way to be grounded. Yeah, and he watched One Tree Hill. I was like, you're really like getting oh, in touch I with love. your emotions here. I love that. Oh, I love it's that. grounding. Yeah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> so I think, <laughs> I mean, I think with not being allowed to talk about sex at a young age or even like what becoming a woman is and all this stuff. Like, I think a lot of times, well, I know I growing up connected sex with just, I think what you said earlier, Alyssa, just like men having sex, like it was never women, men who, who wanted to masturbate, who wanted to have sex, who were like always the ones in control of it. And I think that's like, that's like old news. Yeah, and it's also it's also I also think that there's like a stigma around that if however much you talk about sex, like that means you kind of like have sex with everybody. That there's like a a slut stigma around it, and just like obviously no shade, sleep with whoever the fuck you want. But like I can get myself off, you know, like I can talk about <laughs> sex and not have sex with every guy. Like I don't need to, right? And it's just like nobody nobody talks about that, and like guys are. T- I, I'm sure like they get the birds and the bees talk just because they have a penis and like. We got to take care of stick it everywhere. They literally yeah. stick it everywhere. Stick it everywhere. But it's not one. Stop. They, the guy, they do, though. They do. It's my, they favorite thing about, it's my favorite thing about teenage boys. I learned at a late age that teenage boys fuck inanimate objects. And that cracks me up. I like, know. It literally makes me laugh. Like couches, cushions, jacket sleeves. Like I'm like, what? Pillows, stuffed animals, <laughs> anything. Yeah. Literally like anything. <laughs> I like asking people no one ever admits it to me this is people probably think that I'm like promiscuous or whatever like the stigma is too because I look well straight up just like just ask have you ever fucked a couch <laughs> like I'm curious <laughs> I want to know and like I also one of our favorite games to play is like what would you put your dick in if you were like if you had one like what what texture of item would you like and like we I, I'll play it like at this point I, we played it with my family once and like you learn a also, lot about also, people that is also the most accurate Schwab family <laughs> conversation that could yeah, happen. I could like, never have that like, 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 nothing surprises me when you say something. Well, because Court and I like playing it, and then we were talking about it at a family party, and we were like, fuck of it, course. you guys want to play? And, oh my God, our, our dads were, imagine. like, I reluctant. can't even imagine 
talking. I like that sentence right. at a family party. I can't even imagine how that would they be at my family party. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to. I, I feel like I'm gonna like out my mom, but my mom. <laughs> so we we like like we always talk about as if like our like as if we're soft. Like our penises are soft and like mashed potatoes. Like I would like to just place my penis in mashed potatoes. So my mom is of the, yes. So my mom is also of the, of the, of the school where it needs to be a tight, like a, like a, a, it has to be hard. Well, like, well, but we played the game where it was like, we just like, I, we have this coconut body butter from Trader (laughs) Joe's. We all really like, and we're just like, we would like to just place our soft penises on it. We think it would feel nice, but like, we've never had penises. So we don't know. Yeah. So we open the conversation up to men and men also seem to prefer tight holes. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of fruits. And like some people wanted things like warmed first, like a warmed melon. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Warm moist plates. That sounds accurate. A warm moist plate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was like, that's a fun game we played. I can't remember what holiday it was, but we were like all sitting in the kitchen. I don't think my mom and pop up were there. They wouldn't have stood for it. I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I'm not going to play that game, but with my family but that is very interesting we'll play it together well i used to anytime i used to like hear about people having sex and like they used to like steer you away from it they always said it's it feels like a hot dog in a cheerio and just picturing that i'm like oh that's gonna hurt i don't i don't want to do that that's how they get you to that's how they get you to do abstinence that's how they get you to do abstinence besides like the teacher at mean girls who like in a in like a variation of ways i had that teacher where it was like if you have sex you will get pregnant and you will die Mm. it was like the only way the only way that sex ended in catholic school was (laughs) with pregnancy or smiting that's what you were smote or pregnant (laughs) they had to they had to fire one of our history teachers because she got pregnant before she was married i can't believe you get fired for that i cannot believe it it, but isn't that so like sad? Like she literally like also she was like in a committed relationship and they were like it doesn't matter. Like you know what I mean? It right. doesn't matter. But they literally fired her because they didn't want her belly to sh- to show because everybody knew that she wasn't married and she didn't wear a ring. It would promote like the wrong message. The wrong That's message of stupid. That. That's I wild. literally cannot believe that like legally the church could get away with that. I know. I'm, I'm maybe not right now. Church gets away with yeah. a lot more. Exactly. Oh my god, the church has gotten away with. Okay, sick. That's a different episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's like a whole a whole other whole thing. Other. I hate that my tuition money went to that, but yeah, to cover ups. But even to go back onto like how like since we were never taught about any of it, like I I also I, I'm such a big like I I'm very open with talking about it. I know it makes really people really uncomfortable, but I also think that some of that uncomfortability comes from not knowing that it's okay to talk about and to not feel so ashamed and that to not have shamed around it. Like it's one thing to have to talk about guys and their penises. Cause whatever, like, I don't know what goes on down there with little boys, but um, not once is it ever talked about that. Like sex is like for women too. And it's to please yeah. them. And like, yeah. I, I think that guys should know just as much about the vulva and the clit and the G spots, just as much as they do about their own dick. And it just, it's, it's just crazy. Cause like, not only were like, that was never even taught to guys. It's never even taught to ourselves. I yeah. used to genuinely, like I, like I said, I, I, the whole story is I was in like fourth grade. I was really curious one day I was with my friend. We were both curious. We start like, just like playing down there. Like it, but nobody like ever talked about it. And I was like, whoa, this actually feels good. And from then on, like, that's kind of where like my sexualized came into play. Cause I'm like, 
this, this actually feels good playing down there. Like, Oh my God, it's supposed to feel like this. Right. I, I used to think that because then I would hump pillows. Like I, you try and like, you try and like get that feeling again. And I used to think that like, just say if, if I was late to school and I got detention, like I thought that was because I masturbated. Like if anything bad happened to me during that time, right. I thought it was because I masturbated. Well, that was like a mortal sin or whatever. How? And I can never, I didn't talk about with any of my friends. Like, you know, they were probably doing the same things. Right. Like. My friends didn't talk about masturbation until we were teenagers. And my friends are, like, my friends are close. Like, we were like, a lot of my friends are like related to me. And like, no one really talked about it until now we're, now we're all like constantly, like someone will just be like, yo, like, I gotta go. And we're like, where are you going? And they're like. I got to go. Okay. And we're like, all right, sis, see you later. Um, but like that didn't happen till we were like grown till like most of the people were already sexually active and like, well, even like statistically, like I think it's about 75% of women that can't, um, orgasm without the use of like toys, hands, anything else, like just through intercourse, like having sex just and having the orgasm through the G spot is really hard to begin with. Mm -hmm. But I also think that like one, nobody really, guys don't really know where the clit is to begin with. So I think you have to like kind of know yourself, but you feel bad that you can't orgasm because one, it's a mental block Two, you like, there's no communication. Mm -hmm. Also, Also there's so much, there's so much pressure in, like having to satisfy the male like i you know what i mean like that's always what it is like you you have sex and you turn them on and 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 it's never it's never the other way around right it's never like like what if the woman stopped and was like honestly you know that's actually not working for me like that's that doesn't feel good you know what i mean but it's like we just we you you don't have that confidence because it was never a thing even like like hollywood does it all the time no, like, I know. One thing, one thing that pisses me off all the time is but if guys it, don't come, there's also no kids too. So like, that's also why right. it's around oh, that. Like, that too. No offering. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think another thing that is like also frustrating to know is like, um, like when guys have sex, it's like, oh yeah, like high five, hand pounds, uh, bro shit, right? Like it's <laughs> like, like that's what it used to. That's what it was when we were growing up. And then like when girls were intimate or had sex or anything like that there was so much like slut shaming and it's so sad it's and like listen i i was young i did it i partaked in it like that's just like what you thought was the norm and it's just so sad that like women just can't support women and even to the point of like wanting to just have a normal sexualized life you know what i mean exactly and you would think like the sexual revolution happened like what in the 70s, the 60s, right. 70s, like the hippies and everything, like free the nipple, like that all happened decades ago. And like, we're still, it's, it's still. 2020. Like we have Megan the Stallion on the radio singing about <laughs> like- Popping pussies. Yeah. Like, and, and like, we still feel this sense of like, are we slutty if we talk right. about our sex lives? Like, is I mean, I still I, stigmatized? I, like, are we crass? Are we, yeah, are I, we I you know what think- I mean? Well, even, I mean, I, yeah, I, I still think we are. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I even still feel weird when I wear a bikini top or a halter top that like shows my cleavage. Yeah. You know, you just, it's just, you're just, you just think in your head, like, am I a slut? Am I, does this look like I'm asking for it? Like, are people going to stare? And it's like, who gives a fuck if they stare, then they stare. Yeah. But like, it's, we're it's, just, it's just so ingrained in your mind that like, you have to, you have to hide that. You have to like be... I don't know, 
It's just you have to, like bury your sexual side. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you have to like sh- like it's or be inappropriate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's one thing if you're if you're dressing like conservatively, like it's it's one thing if that's how you genuinely want to dress. But like at the end of the day, like it's your choice. Like, and it's yeah. it's sad that if you want to show your cleavage and you want to dress a little sexier, that you feel like you can't. So you feel like your choice is being taken away by everything that people ta- told you. I'll even ask my friends, like, if we're going out, I'll be like, well, how are we dressing? And, like, we're nervous to say that we want to, like, dress a little bit. I'd you say know, it every we're going, time. We're going out to the club. Oh. Like, we want to be dressed up. Yeah. And, like, I we're, like, like nervous to say to each other that. <laughs> and then we'll, like, put them in. We'll be like, is this too tight? Like, is this too short? Like, no, it's fucking fine. Wear whatever no, you want to wear. Right. That's what we ask each other all the time. Like, when you're in your girlfriends, is this too much? Mm-hmm. Is this too Is slutty? this too much? Is, is this, this too yes. much? Is this too much? No, it's not enough. That should be that moving that, forward. That's the answer that we say. It's if never we ever, enough. If we ever hear between us or our girlfriends, we respond. It's it's not it's not even enough. Like go, I don't even know when big, I yeah I don't know when I personally even realized I was like I don't give a fuck <laughs> about what I wear. And it's like I, I I think there was like kind of like an enlightening moment when I turned twenty one. Like um and so I had a really long term toxic high school relationship, but and I obviously I, I masturbate, but it was so funny because I would have sex <laughs> with my high school boyfriend. I like, it's like cringy talk, like thinking about, <laughs> but obviously like penetration is good. It feels good. But then when I would masturbate by myself, I'm like, it's so weird that they don't feel the same. Like I, I thought that it had to be two separate entities. Like, and I was like, that's right. so, it was like, I can, I can never feel this good when it has sex. So right. when I turned 21, I, of course he was a bartender, but I like wound up, <laughs> I wound up working with somebody who I was genuinely so sexually attracted to. And that never really happened to me before. And so when I had sex with him, like the, and he like, it kind of like unleashed everything. And like that, I think that's one place where you really have to like open your mind and let go. And then ever since then, I'm like, wow, this isn't for you anymore. It's for me. And it yeah. feels so good when you finally let it's go. Empowering. It's, it's empowering. It's so, so great word. It's so empowering. Oh, so oh my God. so much, so much pussy power right now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, what do we have for the table this week? Uh, we have ways to um to get off. I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> we just have suggestions. Uh, women porn. Uh, oh, erotica books. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna throw out there what I have. I love Groupon for vibrators. I think they are cheap and so good. They're rechargeable. I've had mine for like six years. They also have really good vibrating underwear. If you want to On check Groupon? It out. Yeah. Oh Wait, have you guys seen the we Ugly love, Truth? We love Groupon deal. <laughs> what? Have you guys seen the Ugly Truth? Yes. Yes. I yes. watched that movie, and ever yes. since I watched that movie, also, <laughs> I feel like I had a sexual awakening during the dance scene in that movie where Gerard Butler's like doing the tango i don't know i don't know why i needed to see that but i did but i've i've won it i have won it vibrating underwear since i watched that so i, I am going to have to use your group on deal oh yeah there you go i'm freaking pumped um something that i want to i want to bring to the table it's it's not okay it's not waste it's not a way to get off but i think most of what we talked about was like the childhood oppression of like our our sexual beans um i don't know if anybody have you guys seen pen 15 no. the show on hulu no it's hilarious it's these two two women who are best friends and they make a show about how it was growing up 
young, awkward teen girls. And there's an episode about like how one of them figures out like what masturbating is and how they think it's like evil and what you said, Liz. And then there's another episode about, about them like finding out what a thong is and they steal a thong from like a classmate and they both share it back and forth. To school, but because but because they weren't allowed yeah. to, to buy them. But I think it's hilarious, and like I watched a lot of that um, show, and I was like, "Yo, this I can That's relate to this." So That's it's it's, it's like lighthearted, and it's and it's funny, and it'll probably remind you of like how it was growing up, but also that like you weren't the only one that grew up like that. I'm gonna piggyback off of that. So this is like now becoming like TV shows, but Sex Education also, yeah, something that I wished would have been on TV when I was in high you school. Were younger, yeah, and I watched it as an adult, and it's like. <laughs> more more nostalgic and reflect reflective than it is educational but like i can imagine a 13 year old watching it is probably like huh yeah so <laughs> and the mom is like so sex positive it's like such a weird thing to see like a woman in that position um so i love that and then there's also like i haven't watched it but the goop lab yes mm-hmm. oh my god that's i love that so there, yeah, there's it guys you talk about it no, no, you talk about it. I'm going to Google what the ep is called. Well, there's, so the whole thing is from Gwyneth Paltrow. She's like very, um, I don't even know how you want to call it, but she just like has her employees go around the world and experiment with different stuff. And there's one particular episode where they experiment with this lady who she's an older woman. She's been doing like a sex, um, class for like 35 plus years. Uh, and she basically has everybody that goes into this class, they, come in naked so everybody is naked it's all women and they all look at their pussies basically probably most of them for the first time and she teaches them how to have an orgasm yeah and you like see that and it is so like you said it's so empowering to see this on tv that people are encouraging and all of them and all of them are like grown ass adults oh yeah and they're like and it's the one girl started crying she like never felt like that good before and it's literally most of the episode is focused on like the female pleasure which yeah. is like really empowering. So definitely check that out. So That's we'll definitely so yeah. Goop Lab we'll Pen Fifteen Sex Education. Sex Education. And then what is the? There's a website for. Yeah, oh yeah. So I also okay. We didn't even really talk about this during the episode, but we we can all, real quick. We all like shared this. I thought because of my Catholic upbringing. Oh, we that did. Pornography was illegal. I thought that it was an illegal <laughs> business. I thought that that's why your computer got viruses because when you watched it, because it was illegal and the feds were after you <laughs> until feds. I was in college. Someone said to me something about porn and I was like, yeah, I was like, I- I'm like, I don't really get into it. Like I'm nervous to watch it. Cause like it's illegal. And they were like, child yeah, porn is definitely illegal, <laughs> but they were like, not the other stuff. And I was like, really? You don't say. No. But like, also I feel like at that point in my life, I was like, I guess I could probably have an awakening now, but I was like, be- like, I, I found erotica. Like- I had found my my free <laughs> book porn, which book porn. I loved because yeah. I love books. Right. Um, so I was like, I don't need this. But um, friends of mine have recommended it. It's called Bell Bellisa or Belsa B E L L E S A, and it is porn for women. So yeah. the tagline was like hot guys, and well, so I, I mean, I guess it's for straight women, but or whatever. But hot guys storylines. So there's like an actual storyline. Like there's a plot to the porn, I guess. I don't know. Either way, either watch it like we watch 365 together. Either way, either way, it's for women, which is nice because a lot of porn is made for male fantasy, which is like not real. Yeah, like I personally don't. I I I still I don't think I watch porn because of 
the way I grew up in like Catholic school and everything, like I feel dirty watching, but yeah. it's also like, I don't want to watch a guy fucking a girl. Like I want to watch girl on girl action. Like that's so hot. Like, yeah. but it's like they make you feel so dirty for it. Fuck that. Uh, so we, we, need, like, ex- we need to do more porn and we need to explore yeah. more porn. We need to so do is what I'm hearing as a yeah, group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. It's for <laughs> research. It's everything is, everything it's, is content. That's why we love 365 so much. Because we were like, porn, with a plot. <laughs> and it was definitely legal because Netflix put it on there. So, like, <laughs> even though the plot was trash. I know. Um, better. And then, yeah, the last thing that we had was the – well, you got extra stuff for the table this week. But the last thing that we had was um, – what was the book series called? So, Liz and I were obsessed with Twilight and then obviously mm-hmm. grew up to love Fifty Shades of Grey. And then she went one step further than Fifty Shades and this, has this. Even this, though Edward Cullen is a predator, but – And is. so is fucking Christian Grey, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And Massimo, they're all fucking perverts. I mean, but, so, so is this guy too. But uh, this is so. This series is it has five books to it. It's by Sylvia Day, and it is Fifty Shades of Grey on like eighty thousand pounds of crack cocaine. <laughs> Up the poundage of crack cocaine since we last talked. It must it is, be steamy. It is so intense, and like every single page, and just the way he talks, it's so hot. It's called the Crossfire the Crossfires series, but each title of the book has a different title. But it's just all under Crossfires novel novels by Sylvia Day. So all if right. you're not into porn, get your get your book porn. <laughs> get your get your book porn. <laughs> but no, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of um there's a lot of stuff we just brought to the table. We'll make sure that we put it on our social for you guys to explore because that's healthy and that that's normal. And you should know that you're allowed to. Ugh, beat your so meat. Much beat, <laughs> beat, fucking beat it. <laughs> or <laughs> have hot steamy sex with your partner. <laughs> like Flick whatever beat. you prefer. <laughs> Flick your bean. There you go. Flick your bean. Flicking the bean. That was, that was, what do we call it? What the fucking movie? The Gerard Butler movie. Oh, was it? Oh yeah, that's oh, okay, yeah, the truth. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Oh my god. Are right. we end- are we ending it on on bean flicking? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Is there any other way we should? <laughs> no, I guess that's that, I guess that's it. On that note, have fun flicking <laughs> your beans. Yeah, and we'll see you next Monday. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye. Bye. <laughs>